One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Hayley Morecambe podcast. I am so excited you're here for showing up for yourself, your self-love and self-care. Each week, I gift you the permission and the space to claim the most happy, healthy, abundant life and give you access to the most sparkliest version of you. On this journey together, we'll learn and grow and thrive to be the best version of ourselves. We don't settle for anything less than incredible. I'm your host, Haley, a fitness and nutrition coach, writer, former radio host and journalist, advocate for self-love and self-care, and all-round wellness guru. I'm a mama to the most divine little girl and a fur parent to a cheeky little cavoodle. I am so pumped to take you into another magical episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Today's guest is a beacon of knowledge for all things nutrition and holistic health. She also radiates such a grounding and beautiful energy and is the reason I was drawn to her and invited her onto the show. You are going to love her. Jacinta Rajevsky is a fully accredited clinical nutritionist. She began her health and wellness mission when she was in her early 20s after suffering herself from digestive, skin and vitality issues. After years of trying fad diets and following media-driven wellness information, she wanted to take her health into her own hands and begin on her wellness path. Her passion for food and the positive impact it can have on health drove her to pursue a career as a nutritionist. To encourage and motivate others to view food for its healing capabilities, nutrients for vitality in life, and for enjoyment to encourage a healthy relationship with food. During today's episode, we chat about intuitive eating and how we could all benefit from listening to our own intuition around food, holistic health and why health is so much more than what we we put in our mouth, how eating more plants can transform your health, 
We cover off food quality, supplementation, food as medicine, oils, juice cleansers, as well as debunking a few myths around following a plant-based way of life. It's a goodie, guys. Like I said, you are going to love her and you're going to love this episode and you will walk away with so much information. Without further ado, let's jump into our chat with Jacinta Rajievsky. Hey, Jacinta, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have a chat. It's going to be great. It is so funny because we were just chatting before I just started recording this and we were just like, yuck, 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 because we just realized <laughs> that we're just both very, very similar people. And it's actually the reason I reached out to you today. And I was saying to you, to this, to, saying to you just before how beautiful you are, like you've got such a beautiful soul and a beautiful energy. And I can't wait um, to get into this chat today because I think you're going to provide us with so much information and all the goodness. <laughs> Oh, you're very sweet. Thank you. I, I definitely think we're, it's the right connection here because we're very similar and we both have that energy, which obviously if your listeners love, they're hopefully going to like what I've got to say too. So oh, this absolutely. Is great. <laughs> absolutely. And I talk about energy a lot and I know you do too. Um, and it's funny you say that because I really believe when you put that energy out there, you attract that same energy in return. And I feel like that's exactly why we have connected today. The second we flicked open um, this Zoom chat, I was like, yes, you are just... You're just, we're both vibing the same energy. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely, uh, everything. Yeah, for sure. exactly. <laughs> so let's get to know you a little bit more because we can, you know, the podcast world, we're only here a voice. So it's so, um, uh, it's so nice to get a bit of a background and a bit of a story about you, Jacinta. How did you get into what you're doing now um, uh-huh. with all things plantrition and your business and clinical nutritionist and things like that? What's, tell us a little bit about your story. Well, my story, so essentially it was, I was actually working in fashion and I loved it. But for some reason, even talking with my clients, I always brought things back to food um, and what I was cooking, what they were eating. And I'd always have beautiful platters for them when we were in consultation. So I kind of knew that that was always my passion. And I think it was the, the light bulb kind of like blew up when I was basically in my 30s. I just turned 30. And I just knew that my body was changing, Um, you know, things were reacting differently. I was reacting differently to foods. Um, You know, I myself have like skin conditions as well. And I wanted to be plant-based and my B12 was low. So I myself was like, instead of going down the medical route, I need to figure this out on my own. Um, And I did um, obviously seek um, natural practitioners, but then I was just so interested in the science behind it. So I decided to do my degree. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. So I did my degree at 30. Um, I'm now 34. I've been practicing for a year. Um, I really found a connection when um, I started practicing as a nutritionist in um, a beauty sort of realm and found that, you know, helping women just like myself going through the same changes in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, and actually really understanding what their bodies are doing. It's kind of like that. That's where my sort of passion sort of exploded as such. So yeah, so that's what kind of got me to where I am, just having that my personal experience and then wanting to work out my own life and then help others to actually do the same. And especially with the plant-based, which we spoke about, Hayley, Mm. um, a lot of people sort of go into being a plant-based, not really knowing how to get the right nutrients. And at the end of the day, and this is what I say to a lot of my clients as well, 
there's a whole, there's so much information out there. However, you know, you're not meant to know what to do. That's what I'm meant to do. So I just wanted to educate myself enough that I could help people and make it easier for them and, and sort of go down that route. So yeah, I think it's just more about, um, yeah, I wanted to do it for a personal journey. Then I realized how much I loved it and wanted to help other people do the same. Yeah, it's definitely a common thread, particularly all the guests that I've had on the podcast and in the wellness world in itself, mm-hmm. is you always hear they, you, you have a connection. It's part of your story when you become, when you turn into your career, because you've got to go through that journey and that rule, that self-discovery before then you, then you go and help other people. And that's what I love so much about the wellness space. It's so amazing. Absolutely. So tell us what a clinical nutritionist is and what role you play. You just explained a little bit then about how you want to help people, but what, what does a clinical nutritionist do? So essentially, and, and my degree is a um, clinical nutritionist, so I did um, nutritional medicine. So however, when it comes to clinical side of things, clinical um, nutritionists, we essentially treat diseases. We never um, diagnose. However, people will come to a nutritionist with a diagnosis from their doctor. However, you know, biomedical medicine is not working. They want to change their diet um, because a lot more people are now more informed knowing that diet is everything when it comes to treating illness and diseases. So mm-hmm. essentially we treat those conditions with food so it's food as medicine at the end of the day there is a place for supplementation i sort of look at supplementation as sort of secondary or if Mm. supplementation is like my medicine my immediate medicine for people so if i see that you know they're super super stressed and they're not going to be able to lose weight i have to i want to calm the nervous system and then Mm -hmm. change their diet so it works hand in hand so there is a place for supplementation at the same time but it's realistically changing your diet to be more whole food um, whole foods to treat whatever illness you've got going on. So you're at the core there essentially. So that's yeah. the clinical so- sort of side of things. But then I like to, even though I've um, technically got that clinical nutrition side um, as my degree, I like to be more holistic. Mm-hmm. And then the holistic um, side of things is when we look at the whole body and exactly like the diet's the last thing we talk about. It's more going into what's happening in your life, what's your energy like, what's your gut like, what's your stress like, and then we sort of get down to the diet. So it has that knock-on effect as such. So, um, yeah, I like to say clinical nutritionist because of the science and then holistically I like to look at people as well. And that's the way, you know, nutritionists should look at it as such. So, yeah, I hope that helps. Oh, absolutely. It definitely paints that picture. And I think a lot, you know, the world is opening their eyes to more of a holistic approach. You know, it's not about counting, counting those calories anymore and, you know, looking, you know, deprivation and, you know, or, or just, you know, exercising for hours on end. It's taking that, you know, taking a step back and just looking at that whole picture. And it is yet yeah, the stress, which can, you know, be a massive thing, the hormones, the sleep, the, you know, the way you're, the environment, it's just, it is really, yeah. really, it's so important, isn't it? It's so much more than what we used to think it was. Absolutely. And just by what you, you said, it that was spot on there, the environment. It's mm. more we are a product of our environment at the same time as what we're actually putting into our bodies. So when you consider the environment and then consider what you need to what you physically need to put in and consume to support that environment is where I like to, um, what I like to go with people as well. So, and that's what I mm. love to teach people and I hope people can take from this. It is work out what's going in your life on in your life to mm. then have that food to support it. And especially like you said, like with hormones, especially being women in our thirties, our bodies are changing in crazy ways that we just, you know, never knew how, Mm. um, and would change, but there is food that you can actually have to support that. 
um, you know, like fiber to clear out estrogen and stuff like that. Just simple little changes that you can do to support your now new environment as such. Mm. And the thing is as well, um, you know, when I speak to my clients in coaching, a lot of people look back to and compare themselves to when they were 25 and now well, they're sitting here at 35 and going, why yeah. isn't my body the same? And you know, it's changed. And it's so, it's so um, true. Like I'm 34 and I look back on my body at 30 compared to what it is now. And I can't do the same thing as what I was doing at 30 than what I do now. And I have definitely have a more holistic approach to my health from when I was 30, but yeah, it is. It's so true. It's, it's understanding and being okay and accepting the fact that our body's changing this. What worked five years ago may not work now. Absolutely. And it is acceptance as well. And I know, and I actually did recently post this even on my Instagram that, um, you know, we all have our struggles and our body issues, especially being, you know what, actually not even to say, especially being women, women and men have it exactly the same. We have these, mm. these issues that we go through about um, the way we look, the way things are changing. You know, if we're carrying extra fat here or we're not able, like you said, our muscle mass changes, we go through these, um, these huge changes. And I think it is the acceptance of that. Mm. Um, and like I said, myself, I still have days where I'm not feeling like it's hard to accept the way your body changes, but I guess it's just that mindset to get back on track, eat food that you feel is going to nourish you and actually help you, you know, shift your mind from that sort of set, if that makes any sense. So, you know, if you're feeling one day, there's lots of fluid, and that's obviously mm. with age as well. And that's got to do with hormones. So if you're holding a lot of fluid, you just know that what you've got to drink lots of water, have some dandelion tea. It's just those little bits of education as well to yeah. sort of help support how you wake up feeling if your body's not feeling the way that, you know, you did in your twenties as such. Yeah. And we're cyclical beings too, beings too. Like, you know, we've got a cycle, particularly, like you said, it's men and women are the same, but you know, women have that, you know, our cycle and we can, we can yes. fluctuate so much and our body can change in that, 30 day cycle or however many days you, your cycle is. It's just, it is amazing. Like, you know, I, I love tracking my cycle and I have notes in it. So it actually reminds me of this time every month. I'm like, yeah, cause I was, I was holding fluid this time last month. This is what my body does. And yeah, really accepting it and knowing that you're not going to be the exact same person every single day and, you know, hold yourself to this standard. It's so true. And like, you know, you and I both work in the, in the health space you know, when we're not immune to it, we still get those moments where you walk past a mirror and you go, Oh, I'm just feeling a little bit funny in my clothes today. Like I'm not having the best body image day and that's okay. And it's just been giving yourself that love. I mean, like, it's okay. You know, take a deep breath where, you know, take that pressure off. So yeah, self-love is so important as well. Absolutely. And I think what you, you hit it on the head there, like I, I don't take note of it. However, I'll know if I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm not feeling, I'm feeling, you know, that fluidity, I'm feeling heavier. And just, just the way you're looking at yourself, I know straight away. And I always say to myself, I must be ovulating or I must be coming close to that time of month. And I know, yeah. and I always have to say to myself, it's just one day, you won't feel like this tomorrow. So today, what are you going to do to actually try and get rid of that feeling? Um, and even what you said with your cycle, and I think we need to be more self-love and more kind to ourselves. So I have a lot of clients come to me. Um, you know, and they're about to hit their cycle and they're like, oh, I just can't stop eating chocolate and carbohydrate. Mm. And to me, my first thing that I say to them is, okay, one, okay, let's find the healthier source. Two, it's completely normal. So eating those sugars and those um, carbohydrates actually increases your serotonin. So as you are going towards that cycle, your body wants to be, feel happy because you are going to go through those fluctuations in your mood. So you, we, we eat sugars, we eat carbohydrates. So 
it is a chemical reaction that actually, you know, physiological, that's going to happen physiologically. It's going to happen to our body. It's just about, you know, maybe choose the right sources as such, rather than having your white process, you're going to have your whole grains and you're still mm-hmm. going to have the same effect. Just choose the right ones. So it is completely normal. And it, like you said, it's knowing those cues, knowing you're about to go into something you're like, right, what am I going to do this time? Mm, I know. I'm like a bottomless pit before my period. I could eat so much in one day and still feel hungry. And it's just like, oh my goodness. So when you were, um, but yeah, it's, it's just acknowledging that and you go, well, I'm about to get my period. Cause some, some people aren't even connected to that. Don't, they don't even know when they're, they're about to get their period or their bleed and they, mm-hmm. they're not making that correlation. And like you said, you yeah. know, your body, you know, okay, I'm ovulating right now or okay. It's a week before, you know, I'm about about to get my bleed so like you you are acknowledging that we're just being in touch with it it's so important what are you just mentioned then having healthier alternatives what's your healthy alternatives on the sugar front because a lot of us are very uh, sweet tooths <laughs> yes and this is one it's because it's an addictive thing it's mm-hmm. like at the end of the day people are addicted to sugar again it increases that serotonin so i guess um and people my friends do laugh at me um and i i love when i give my clients alternatives as well when they actually try the alternatives they're like wow it's actually fantastic i didn't need that ice cream but mm. you know it could be something like having um oh, the other day i had this great client she's addicted to um these chocolates that you can buy from coles mm-hmm. and when we read the ingredients it was like glucose preservative you know they just had yeah. this list and then i was like so realistically all you need to do is get some dark chocolate some squares of dark chocolate um you know 85 percent is obviously always the best put some nut butter on top and maybe mm-hmm. put a strawberry on top and make these little mountains that you can yes. eat and after four of those you're actually so satisfied you just you don't even realize that um, you probably would have eaten a whole block of chocolate compared to something that has, you know, it's got your healthy sugars, your fruit mm-hmm. sugars, it's got the protein, and then it's got the antioxidants as well. So having the sugars with the protein as well will slowly release the sugars as well. So you won't have that spike, you know, um, so you'll be fuller for longer. But if you have the processed chocolate, you're going to have some, but then you're going to want more because that craving just comes back so quickly because mm-hmm. the sugar's system too quickly yeah. so it's about proteins plus sugars where it comes in and it just satisfies you so that's a good one um what else you know having like corn thins again with nut butter and some chopped banana on top so having good. Dates. yeah dates are fantastic however we can over consume dates they are very high in sugars they are fascinatingly enough i actually used to live in the middle east so i used to eat them in abundance mm-hmm. and when i did live there i actually learned um from the locals that the one date the reason why dates are so important in their culture is because one date would suffice for the bedouin people who would live in the desert one day has all the vitamins and minerals you need to survive during the day which is super fascinating mm-hmm. however we these days are consuming you know four five dates six dates a day especially in all the, the sweet treats that we eat so um, I think when you when it comes to dates, they're fantastic for nutrients. However, chop them up and have them with some fruit and maybe some dark chocolate. So like have one and sort of like space it out if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's Rather right. Because having- mm, you can still have whole, whole healthy alternatives to things, but then um, you know, the habit is okay, well that's healthy. I'm just gonna then you know, smash it as in like I'm just gonna have so much of it. That's the thing is it, you know, not um, too much of a good thing is still, you know, it's not good when you're over consuming it. And dates is one of them. And so I have to do the same. I have to pull, I, sometimes I get two out. I put them on the table, do the nut butter, do the chocolate. I would put the little square of, 
um, chocolate inside the date with the yeah, nut butter. And then I put the, I put the nuts back in the fridge. I put the nut butter back in the cupboard and then I sit down and eat it because otherwise it's like, oh, yep, the handle will just go in for another one. So yeah, exactly. it's, it's true, isn't it? it? Although it's healthy, it's, it still can be overconsumed. Oh, absolutely. And I guess the thing is, because especially when it comes to dates and things like, and dried fruits, they are still very high in sugars. Mm. And if you're not burning those sugars, they will turn into like, they'll be stored as fat. And it's not even like, and I don't like to, to talk this way um, with clients as well, because I don't want it to be about calories and, and that sort of side of things. But at the same time, you know, if you're not, they're not losing weight, then that would be the reason mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So it's still, I love enjoying sweet treats and I don't think sugar is the devil if it's healthy sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, like even just having a banana and, you know, um, again, talking to clients about ice cream cravings at nighttime, you know, having some frozen bananas ready to go in the freezer mm-hmm. that you can just literally pop them in a blender, pop a little bit of almond milk with it, maybe some cacao nibs, you can put some cinnamon in there whiz it up and you've got banana ice cream, which is like something most people know how to do, but we just don't do it because we don't have it on hand. So just Mm -hmm. having that on hand in our freezer, you know, buy a load of bananas and just chop them up, put them in snap lock bags or whatever you want, have them ready to go. So when you do have those cravings, you can do that. Like even baked apples. I always just bake some apples if I'm craving something as well. Some cinnamon, maybe a little bit of maple syrup, pop them in the oven and they're done within like, you know, 10 minutes. So there's lots of little tricks, but I guess it's just, again, education and just sort of um telling people what they can and can't do and just finding alternatives in that sense so Mm. that's what um that's what i'm here for that's why i did my degree to help people with those sort of things i love it you're providing us with so much and how good is cinnamon like that's it provides i mean it's it's got like a health um, you know benefit as well behind it but then it gives it that flavor yeah, it does. It's a really, um, it's a really warming spice. I love cinnamon with nutmeg. Um, mm. and I try to pop that in a lot of my sort of recipes as well. Um, but cinnamon's just good for the metabolism overall. Um, it really does, um, help with, um, with fat burning as well. And it sort of speeds up your metabolism if you have a sluggish metabolism, but, um, it also is um, fantastic for blood sugar levels. So if someone did have diabetes or, you know, their insulin spikes um, really quickly, that sort of slows that. So it's definitely if somebody's got sort of um, uh, those sort of issues with blood sugar levels, I always get them to have cinnamon. But in general, it's just a really healthy um, spice to add to everything. So good so good oh you give us all the goodness now um i want to get into plant-based we it is there is a plant-based movement movement happening at the moment um if you weren't aware of it a couple of years ago i think you know you're aware of it now a lot of people are you know it's it's in our face it's in a lot of marketing it's in the you know it's buzzwords happening flying around in the health and wellness space um and i really want to get um into this today about what exactly is about the plant-based diet? Because when we think plant-based, we think vegan and people get a little bit funny about that thinking I just have to, you know, have this very strict diet, which is not always the way, but there are, you know, a lot of people that choose that way of living and, and choose that um, nutrition. So if you can explain to us, Jacinta, when someone sees plant-based on something or when someone hears plant-based nutrition, what does that actually mean? And what does it look like? Um, so I love to explain that vegan and plant-based are different. I think that's the main thing people need to understand. And, and like myself, and we spoke about this before at the start, Haley, when I was telling you about the reason, like partly the reason I became a nutritionist was because I was vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Um, veganism has its place, but I think there are a lot of connotations with it these days. And it does, it does kind of, um, define what the way you eat and it is quite restrictive if, but and like I said, if you know, if you do that well, and what you've said, if you do it well and you, you want to live that way, that's fantastic. That's when I, um, I found it too restrictive and I wanted to sort of be more in that whole space where people listen to their intuition and what they wanted to eat. So that's when I moved to the plant-based side of things with, especially with my practice as well. And that plant-based, the best way to explain it is you focus every meal on food from the earth, essentially on whole foods and plant-based foods then you know your condiment or your side to a dish would be either if you wanted to have eggs or you wanted to have fish um that could be your your side as such um and i still look at it even as your protein like you your tofu or your beans they're kind of like your side dish but you focus mm. on the plants as such so um that's kind of the way to look at it that it's not a restrictive you cannot eat anything from an animal as such mm -hmm. um it's more you focus on the plants. So, and then like, you know, if you want to eat something like eggs, you find eggs that, you know, have, um, are from a, uh, that are organic, that are free range, that are fed a plant-based diet as well. So you know that what they're eating is amazing. So you know that what you're then putting in your body is amazing as well. So mm. it is, like I said, just focusing on sources that the earth has given us that are limited um, with refinement, no added sugars, all those sort of things packaged, Less mm. from a packet as well. I think that's a great way to look at plant-based. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when we look at, you know, when people think plants as well, um, mm -hmm. and this is what this whole episode is about, is kind of debunking a few myths around this. So yeah. when we think of plants, people think of, for some reason, a lot of people think like, you know, spinach and lettuce and really boring, like um, real kind of, well, I guess the planty foods, if that makes sense. So, but that's not what it is. Like plants are just, it, there's a whole, there's, there's different, you know, sections of, of a plant-based diet and things. Can you go through those? Like what the, what different types of plants there are? Cause we're talking, you know, fruits and vegetables and everything. Yeah. Which is the obvious. And that's the yeah. first thing when you say to someone that you're plant-based or vegan, they're like, you know, oh, so you only eat fruit and vegetables. Which yeah. A lot of the time it's kind of funny, Hayley, because I do laugh about it because when people do ask, what do you eat? I, I, a lot of the time I turn around and say, well, pretty much everything you do, except you just add a bit of animal products in it. So it's kind of, you know, we are, on, we are all eating the same, but people just don't realize. But obviously, yeah, your fruit and vegetables, you got your nuts, you have your nuts and your seeds are obviously fantastic um, choices as well. Tofu, you've got um, your legumes, so you've got um, your beans and your lentils. So these are all plants and these are all from the ground. These are all mm -hmm. grown. Um, even, you know, your jackfruit, there's this one um, banana leaf, which I'm into at the moment with, um, with clients. It's, it's very similar to jackfruit, but it has a high nutritional value. Yes. And that essentially is the flowering plant at the end of a banana tree. So, and yeah. that's a plant that's got protein, vitamins, minerals. It's a great meat alternative. So there's that option as well. Um, I've seen that even, around. Um, I've seen yeah. it. It sits next to the um, jackfruit in a supermarket or a health food store mm -hmm. now. Is it called plant blossom? Is that what it is? Is that the same banana thing? blossom? I mean, sorry, banana blossom. That's what I meant to say. Banana. Yeah. Wow. So it actually looks, I haven't experimented with it yet. So it actually looks like a bit, you can kind of use it the same as jackfruit. Yep. It's exactly the same as jackfruit. Just has a better um, nutritional um, value for you as well. So wow. 
yeah, it's exactly the same. Um, but yeah, most things, I think the, the thing is, especially with a plant-based diet, utilizing your legumes, you know, mm-hmm. your beans and lentils and your soy products without having the soy products like tempeh, you know, something that's less um, manufactured. So that's just fermented soybeans. Whereas mm-hmm. if you go to a soy milk, your um with a soy milk essentially that has been heavily processed so you know um i would suggest to clients rather than having a soy milk go for an almond milk because essentially that's just soaked almonds with Mm -hmm. possibly a little bit of salt and a little bit of sweetness sometimes i try to avoid those for clients but Mm -hmm. yeah you're better off going for something like that so less preserved products are always the way to go so there is a a large food group, even if you looked at sort of, you know, like a food pyramid, which is so dated these days, most mm. of the products there are from plants and derived from plants. Yeah. So can you even get a good quality soy milk? Like bonsoi, is that, what's your thoughts on bonsoi? Cool. Are we allowed to talk about brands? Um. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, in a, in a nutritional sense, yeah. Yeah. So look, I mean, bonsoi... I, the way I'd look at it is the best way to look at when you're buying something out of a packet, read the ingredients. Yep. If you don't understand um, anything in there, um, don't buy it. If you see too many numbers, don't buy it. Yeah. Look for the most limited amount of ingredients as well. And also when you are buying products, especially like a, a nut milk or a soy mm-hmm. milk, look at um, the first ingredient and the way that they're laid out. So whatever the first ingredient is the highest, the second ingredient is the second mm-hmm. highest. So, if you see, you know, like sugars, um, extra salt, and then you'll see like the nuts, like the third ingredient, you know that it's not a good source. Yeah. So um, I would suggest soy milks I try to avoid. I mm-hmm. think that they're too heavily processed for um, as a soy product. You're not really mm-hmm. going to get a lot of nutritional value from it. I would rather see people have, um, you know, like your tempeh or maybe your tofu. So mm. if you are wanting to add soy, because soy is really beneficial for women. It's a, it's a phytoestrogen food. It acts to, um, to basically help us excrete extra estrogen we don't need in our body out of our body. So it actually is still very important for us as women. Um, however, it's getting the right sources. Even eating some edamame beans is a great option to do that if you are wanting some soy in your life. I would steer clear of um, the fake meats that are made from soy proteins. That was my next question. I was going to say that when you're talking about soy, soy comes hand in hand with fake meats too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And look, I mean, if once in a while you're craving, you know, you might not even crave meat, but, you know, I know myself, I'll crave just that texture. Mm-hmm. So if I'm craving that texture, I will possibly have a soy um, meat product, but I would only eat that God once in a blue moon because it is so heavily, heavily processed. Yeah. Um, it, I definitely don't. I think that's one of the things I think um, on a plant-based or vegan diet, we do overconsume, mm-hmm. And I definitely think there are alternatives like what we were talking about, the jackfruit, banana blossom. Lentils are a fabulous meat option because mm-hmm. um, they have that meaty color and sort of not the flavoring, but it gives you that texture as well mm-hmm. with lentils. Um, but yeah, so that's what I would suggest. Maybe steer clear of the soy. I think that's one of the, the soy milk, sorry. I'd probably try and get some other 
plant-based milks. Even oat milk has that creamy taste. That's a good option if you do like the creaminess of soy. Yeah, I found, yeah, a really good organic um, oat milk at the moment uh, and I'm freaking loving it. Except it's sold out of Coles. I can't get it. I've been to three different Coles in the last week and I've even got my mum on the hunt for this this milk that I got onto. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's really creamy because I I, I talk about with my coaching is the experience is everything. So if you're used to a really creamy milk and you love cream, you know, like a real creamy milk, uh, coffee, then, um, you know, sometimes the arm might not you know might not exactly. stack up to the way that you what whatever mood you're in so i found this oat milk is just so creamy and so delicious and it's got all good quality yeah. ingredients in it but going That's off good. that um mm-hmm. we've spoken a little bit about quality and like we were saying with the environment as well like we've got to be so careful these days of yeah where we're sourcing you know our foods from and like you were just saying with the meat alternatives the you know the processed foods yes it might not have meat in it but it's you know it's not going to be a good quality can we mm-hmm. debunk a, a couple of things now if you were eating um, you know, predominantly plant-based. Um, the number one thing that gets questioned all the time is B12, calcium, and protein. Can you talk to us about those? Sure. All right. So where should we start? Calcium. Right. This one's my, one of my favorite topics. And I actually had this debate with someone who was a very much a, um, a milk gives us calcium person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually learned this in uni. I did find some science papers on this as Mm -hmm. well, some medical research papers to actually kind of prove this. Um, However, essentially when milk is pasteurized, it forms these fat bubbles and these fat bubbles actually trap calcium in them. Mm -hmm. So when we are consuming milk, the calcium is actually trapped in these bubbles. So your body really doesn't absorb the calcium even from milk, essentially Mm -hmm. from dairy. So that's a whole debate um, that, um, yeah, there are some medical research papers out there that actually do prove this. Um, However, when it comes to calcium, I love this um, as a topic with uh, clients, especially women going through osteoporosis and sort of going through menopause, I get them to up the ante when it comes to leafy green vegetables, Mm -hmm. nuts and seeds, especially almonds um, are super, super beneficial for calcium and all sea vegetables as well. So they're kind of my main sort of focus when people are wanting to or needing to up the ante with calcium. Even in saying that as well with foods, um, if anyone is going through, I don't know if your listeners would be some uh, women going through menopause or sort of heading into that stage of their life. um, There's a lot of, with supplementing as well, because I know a lot of doctors sort of get people to go start supplementing. Mm -hmm. They do miss out on K2. So K2 is then a, either a supplement or foods that are high in K2, I would get clients to actually start um, taking as well because K2 actually acts as a net to capture the calcium on your bones and actually absorb it. Oh, so wow. K2 goes really hand in hand with eating calcium. So um, yeah, so those two sources are super beneficial mm-hmm. um, with calcium. Then we look at something like B12. So B12 is a, tri- a tricky one because it is from the soil essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to, again, you're probably going to hear this a lot, but greens are everything. Mm-hmm. So leafy greens are fantastic for B12. Um, also too, if you are a vegan and you love the um, nutritional yeast, just make sure that you buy nutritional yeast that is fortified. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them are fortified. So you'll be having the flavor, but you're not actually getting the nutritional value from it as well. So, um, and then other than that, if you are plant-based and do eat eggs, eggs are a fantastic source as well. So um, it is sometimes, it is a little bit trickier to sort of get your levels up. Um, you can supplement easy with a, a spray if you are needed. However, I do stress 
um, people who are plant-based or vegan these days just supplement the the bees, the iron without actually really knowing that they're low in it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always beneficial to go to the doctors and actually just get a blood test to see where you're at. Because at the end of the day, you might not be low because you might be doing all the right things by your diet. So that's really important for people to know as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's B12. Then um, what was the other one? B12, calcium and... Protein, protein. Ah, this is my favorite one. So that's probably the main question I got many, many years ago when I became vegan myself. And that's where people are lacking. And, and that's my main focus with my plant-based clients is protein. So, you know, beans and legumes, incredible. Um, nuts and seeds, even just sprinkling nuts and seeds on salads, on top of your soups, on your stir fries, you're adding that huge chunk of protein, even by having a handful of nuts you know, you're having about 15 grams of protein. So, um, and essentially every day we, as the Australian guidelines, you need about 64 grams of protein a day, right? So say you're having a handful of nuts, that's 15 grams already just done like that. Really, really simply. So nuts and seeds are your best friend. Um, Vegetables, especially broccoli is really high in protein also. Yeah. Um, so you have mushrooms and broccoli are probably the one of the higher ones. Um, also, your soy products, obviously, which we've talked about when it comes mm-hmm. to tofu or tempeh. Also, too, one that I like to sort of suggest with people, especially these days, because we have these products, are in you know instead of having pastas at night, have your legume pastas that are now readily available everywhere because they pack the punch with protein. Mm-hmm. Um, is a really good idea too. I like to supplement um as such protein powders i think there is a place for them especially if they're just a fermented pea or brown rice and they're just simply those ingredients it's a really great way to up the ante you know you can get 30 grams with one serving especially in smoothies because people put a lot of sugars into their smoothies without actually thinking about the protein side Mm -hmm. Um, but even simply just adding that with a spoonful of protein um, as coconut yogurt um, and then adding an almond milk, you could get up to 40 grams of protein in your smoothie without even realizing it. So yeah, that's what I would suggest. So there is a try to go for something. If you want a protein powder, if you want to up the ante there, it just go for something with simple ingredients. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really good um, information, actually. And protein powders is a big one because we don't necessarily need it, but it's it's. I always say it's handy to have in the cupboard. Um, I mean, I love yes. putting it in smoothies anyway um, for the flavors and things and the texture to make a beautiful smoothie bowl. But I really love that because you don't necessarily need it all the time, do you? No, not not at all. Like it, it's just one of those go tos if I know that. Um, people are changing their diet and they're struggling to understand where the protein's coming from. It's just that sort of that supplement as such. Um, I say that with connotation mm. in quotation marks because it is, it can be looked at as a supplement, but if you're buying one, then it's just literally, you know, your ground brown rice and pea, as I mentioned, with mm. possibly digestive enzymes, it's technically a food. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not It's a protein powder with all those added sugars and stevias and this and that for fat burning. It's just literally a plant-based ground powder that is going to give you that protein very simply. And it's going mm. to help people when they are transitioning into a plant-based diet before they get the tips and tricks and realize how easily it is to get um, protein. You know, having a can of beans or lentils is so high. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good one in that sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing that comes um, off this as well is eating so much, like, um, you know, being plant-based, you just eat so much and you're just getting so many nutrients in. Like you said, you might not even be lacking um, any, anything. Like it's really good to actually get a whole picture of, you know, getting the blood test done and things like that. Um, but, you know, some people look at that and go, well, that's really expensive. I've got to go buy a protein powder. I've got to go buy all these vegetable, vegetables and things like that. But one thing I've actually found, I always buy quality, and I think you're very similar, Jacinta, is you buy quality. But, um, you know, when you're pulling back on meat and that's not to say you eradicate meat and dairy, you just might be pulling back on it and having a smaller portion of it on your plate with, you know, um, and predominantly plants on your plate instead is it actually comes hand in hand. I think anyway, in the terms of the cost, you know, when people say it's just so expensive to buy all these things, what you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, this is something I hear all the time as well. Um, however, it's essentially when you start to adopt this way of eating, initially it is a cost. Mm. But once you have stocked up your pantry, stocked up your refrigerator with these foods, you know, I find every week my main bulk of my shop is um, fruit and vegetables mm -hmm. because I have everything there. And this is what my clients were noticed too. So it is an initial cost. Um, but, you know, say you, for example, I put coconut yogurt on everything. I use it as savory. I use it as sweet. It's a fantastic um, addition because it's high in protein and good um, bio, uh, probiotics for your gut. Mm -hmm. But um, I'll buy a large one. I'll buy like the 500 grams. That will last me three weeks. Yeah. So, you know, and you're not going to be utilizing these things. Um, so you'll be using them frequently, but not in huge amounts, like nuts and seeds mm. mixes. Yes, okay, you know, an organic one will cost about $15 for um, a nut mix, but essentially you're having a handful a day. So that's, that's right. going to last for three weeks, you know. Mm -hmm. So and people, I think people get caught up in the fact they have to buy this all the time, but you don't. Mm. Um, and, you know, and even something like nuts, I keep them in the refrigerator so they last longer. So I'll get a huge stock of them, put them in a jar, put them in the refrigerator. They're always crunchy, always fresh. Um, and, you know, they will, like I said, last me a month. So it's about initially starting off with um, setting yourself up for success. And then every week it's just maybe buying, you know, if you do buy the eggs or the tofu and those fruit and vegetables to then complement everything you have already in your pantry. So mm. um, that's kind of the way I'd like to, I try to get people to look at it because it is sometimes that initial cost, but it's just utilizing what you have. Yeah, absolutely. And things like your quinoas and your rice and your noodles and pastas mm -hmm. and things. Yeah, I'm the same. I put them in really big jars at the top of my cupboard. And I couldn't tell you the last time I've had to refill them, actually. Like, it's just, exactly. it's, you kind of forget. You, you, you set it up and then like, it's, not the, it's not like you're refilling those things every week where, right. um, you know, you're just kind of doing it once a month or once, whatever it is, once every couple of months. But it's instead of, you know, going and filling your trolley with pasta sauces and packet mixes and, you know, all these processed things that you just kind of of chucking all together it's like yeah like you said you're just stocking it up and you've got that there you know you then you just need to go and buy all the fresh things and the mm -hmm. you come home and you get creative and you use your spices that are already there you use your everything that's already you know non-perishables they're all just sitting there ready to go and your snacks are sitting there ready to go you don't even need to buy snacks all the time because your nuts are sitting there and they last a few weeks i yeah totally agree i think we're on the same page with that one yeah absolutely and it's like Granted, you know, sometimes the products can be a little bit more expensive, but at the same time, like you said, the longevity of them is mm -hmm. one. And two, you're buying quality now. Mm. You know, you're not buying, there's even, I was 
I thought it was bizarre the other day, like, cause I love coconut flakes as my, um, coconut chips, sorry, as a snack. Mm. And, um, I then looked at the organic ones and then I looked at the non-organic ones mm. and, um, I, you know, I think it was like $2 or $3 cheaper. And, you know, everyone's on a budget these days, you know, we're in COVID, we're all trying to make sure that we spend within our means and, you know, but we still want to look after our health. So I was like, I'll buy the cheaper one. I looked at the ingredients and they had a preservative and sugars added to the same product, but it was the cheaper version. And that's why it was cheaper was because it had the fillers. So it was, it was just different quality. And then for me, I just looked at it and I'm like, well, I would much rather spend the extra $3 and get a product that's a little bit more expensive because I know it's actually going to be nutritionally benefiting my body rather than having that preservative, which is a toxin, which is then going to sit in my fat cells and it's going to, you know, mm. uh, you know, not help my hormonal balance and all of those sort of things. So um, mm-hmm. sometimes it is relative to, sometimes you have to value um, your health over a cost sometimes, if that makes any sense, within reason, yeah. obviously. That's right. And it's like in the, I always say invest now, save later, because when you're investing yeah. now and you, you will put naturally pull back on other things as well. You'll realize how much you spend in other areas, but when you're focusing on that area, then you, you, you're saving later on, you're saving on supplements, you're saving on doctor's bills, you're saving on, you know, all of these things to try and undo things. You're having that proactive approach. Um, yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Now, I know the next topic you love, Jacinta. Let's talk oils because oh, yeah. <laughs> it is something that can get really confusing. And this is something my I grew up with a house full of, a cupboard full of oils. You know, I'm talking canola oils, vegetable oils, and all of those oils. Um, and it wasn't something till I, you know, as an adult that I realized the impact oils were having on your health. And it is, it's, it plays a major role. Let, let's talk oils. <laughs> Okay. So, and I do love this because I do um, love to follow a more of a high fat diet, high healthy fat diet. That's the key there. Sorry. How high, mm-hmm. high healthy fat, because essentially fats are still healthy. Fats are very important in your diet because every single cell, every single cell's barrier is an out um, outside membrane as such is phospholipids, which are healthy fats, that's your omegas. So without a healthy barrier, your cells can't, um, can't transmit signals, nutrients can't go inside and out of your cells, you know, your skin's not going to be nourished, um, nothing's going to function well, you're not going to produce energy unless you have a healthy barrier. So fats definitely have their place. And when people pull back on fats, it concerns me because slowly but surely your body's not going to function the way it needs to function. So um, essentially healthy fats, um, especially omegas, I definitely think um, there's a huge place for your flaxseed oil, your hemp seed oil, um, all cold. Now this is like drizzled on salads. You can have it on a teaspoon. You can put in smoothies. This is a really great way to get those omegas for um, healthy bodily function. Also chia seeds and hemp seeds as well. So they're probably my main sources that I like to sort of utilize. Mm -hmm. When it comes to cooking, um, again, I don't think people should be scared. Obviously just measure how much you're using so you don't just go free will. But when it comes to cooking, the Mediterranean diet using olive oil is by far the best diet you can follow. Um, and there's so much research and you look at like their cancer incidents and stuff like that. Um, their diet is just fantastic and it's high in those um, fats from olives, fresh olives and olive oil. Mm-hmm. So um, I always suggest um, cold is best when it comes to oil. So if you are cooking with it, cook with a limited amount of the olive oil and then maybe drizzle the olive oil at the end for flavor. 
um, if you do like that flavour as well. Um, also to, um, what was I going to say? That was one of the main suggestions I have. But yeah, olive oil is the main thing. The ones I'd steer away from, and I do always hear this, and I did hear this the other day with a client as well, is the coconut oil. We talked about that as well, Hayley. Mm. Coconut oil, um, it's still a very high saturated fat. Mm-hmm. It does have its antimicrobial properties. So if you are using it, using it functionally as medicine, it has its place, but not cooking with it. That's having it raw. Um, but at the same time, um, it does turn into a high saturated fat, especially when cooked with. So it was a, a fad. Um, and I try to get clients away from looking at the fad sort of foods as well, because you can like olive oil has, you know, been known for centuries as being mm. such a beautiful oil. Then all of a sudden coconut oil came along and everyone thought it was amazing when realistically it's just a fad, honestly, just wow. stick to your basic olive oil. I think it's a fantastic source. Um, yeah, so that's what I suggest. And then your healthy fats, obviously, like your um, avocado, etc. They're great as oils. But again, you don't want to heat these oils. Um, you want to have them in the cold version. So basically, have mm-hmm. as cold have oils as cold as as, as much as you can. Yeah. Um, good quality um, oils, and just cook with olive oil, or try to stick to olive oil. I would stick with olive oil. Like I said, tried and tested diet Mediterranean. It's worked for however millions of years or however long and they have low incidences of cancers they um have low mental illness um you know the the stats are all there so yeah stick to olive oil that's just keep it simple honestly we don't need to be sucked in by fad diet or fads um Mm. i think it's just keep it simple so what about when you're buying an, an olive oil are we looking for like a organic you know um uh what am I trying to say with olive oil? Um, extra virgin olive oil. That's what I'm trying to say. What, what are we yeah. looking for in an olive oil? <laughs> I was about to say, we call it Evo. Um, at yeah. Uni, but yeah, look for an extra olive oil. Um, look for one that is um, even cold pressed. Uh, look for organic. Again, this is the one that if you buy a shittier version is not going to be healthy for your body. So this is another investment, you know, buy the good oil mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but yeah, definitely extra virgin, organic, cold pressed is a fantastic idea. Try to avoid the ones in the can because obviously mm. they've been genetically modified um, and they're obviously from a can. So you've got all those um, other chemicals as well. Um, so that's what I would do. And even these days, you've got some beautiful, if you want to add flavor, especially with people on FODMAP diets, you can get beautiful flavored like lemon or garlic or onion flavored oils from the supermarket too, which is fantastic to add that little bit of flavor um, mm. as well. I love that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's so great. That's really good information. And I don't like to focus on the things that are not good, but you know, the things like your vegetable or your coconut oil, just, we're not, you know, just, if you have those, just slowly put them in the bin. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can still, yeah. I think that's, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe utilize the coconut oil for some raw treats or something. Um, You know, if you're going to make, then that's probably just to get rid of it and just, yeah, don't utilize it anymore. I just, like I said, I think the biggest thing that, I like clients and people I speak to about nutrition is to take away, just keep it simple. Just, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't fall for all the different fads. And I think that was one of the ones that I, I got a bit frustrated with because everyone was using it. I'm like, it's such a high saturated fat. Yeah, <laughs> far out. I still use it. I'm going to go throw it in the bin. Um, so oh. can you, what about, can you have it, is it good cold? As in if you're baking with it in a raw treat or something, or is it still just very high? You know, I mean, it's still yeah. saturated fat. 
you can definitely utilize in raw treats it's fine it's one of those if it's in if it's raw it's still that's where it's antimicrobial sort of like you know um antibacterial sort of um properties come into play mm. so it's the component of that um so you can use it in some raw treats if you want to utilize it um i don't and then but then if you're using raw treats right you're only going to have maybe a raw treat maybe every day, maybe every second day. Mm. So you're not having it all the time. Whereas if you're cooking with it every single day and say you're having like three main meals yeah. and you're utilizing it, then you're having it to the excess. Do you mm. know what I mean? So it is all about um, moderation. So if you do have it in raw treats, that's okay. It's the healthier form of it. Yeah. Um, the healthy way to eat it and you're not over consuming it. Yeah. I love that. Wow. So many mic drop moments there just in time. <laughs> I knew you're gonna I knew you loved talking about the oils. Now we have spoken for a long time, but I wanted to just cover off one last topic. Um, and that is uh so episode 32 and 33, I, I shared with my listeners an experience I did with a juice cleanse. And this is the way I actually got onto you because of your connection to um Green Street Juice. Um uh, you work with them, and I in turn I was on their Instagram and then I found your video and that's how I, was, how I was drawn to you. And I was watching your, your videos um, as I was going through this juice cleanse. And um, yeah, so I said, you can go back and listen to that 32 and 33. Let's talk juice cleanses. Um, how do they, what kind of role do they play in a diet um, and, and in a way of, you know, our body and our health? Yeah, so I think the main thing it, uh, with juice cleansers, they do follow the concept of the intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. uh, which fasting definitely has its place. Um, it really allows the body to rest, for your gut to rest, and actually rather than um, producing more cells from foods that we're consuming, it actually gives your um, body time for those cells to actually clean up the debris, clean up the toxins, get rid of all the dead cells in your body, um, excrete them and actually just heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there are so many really cool studies on like people getting <laughs> cancer and stuff like that and diseases when it comes to your body actually cleaning up its own mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really just gives your body, I think the best way to look at it, and it's the way that you should look at when you do cleanses as well, you need to rest. You need to take it easy on yourself because your body is going to be detoxing. Um, and like I said, it's that it's going through the liver. It's getting rid of all that muck that you just don't need in your body anymore. So essentially, if you want to cleanse, it's because you want to rejuvenate. And that's kind of the way that I like to look at it. It, it depends, like, you know, it could be from even doing something as simple as like our reset or a gut cleanse. It's still going to have the same outcome that you're giving your time your body time to just relax and actually heal. And I think that's the best way to look at a juice cleanse. Um, you know, and there's so many studies, again, your body can live for God, so many, so many days on um, just water. So um, people get scared like, Oh, but I have to eat, but you know, sometimes we don't have to put all this overconsumption into our bodies. So juice cleanses are great to do rather than a water fast. I know water fasting has their benefits, but juices are great because you're still putting a lot of vitamins and minerals into your body um, just by having those elixirs while you're still, your body's still in that fasting sort of state where it's not having too many calories um, and your body. So with your digestive system, has, it has to break down food essentially. 
So, um, and that takes a lot of energy and that's when we have all of our sort of digestive issues arise when people don't actually digest very well. Could be even just the fact that you're stressed. So your body's in fight or flight, so you're not digesting those foods. So this gives your body a rest, your digestive system a rest because you're having foods that are partially, partially digested and they actually don't need all that mechanical power. So that's where, because it's not being overloaded, having to use mechanical power, it has time to actually use those nutrients and clean up the, clean up your body and clean up the cells as such. So mm. it's, um, it's, there's a lot to it, to be honest, but I think the main thing you need to know is you're getting um, an increase in vitamins and nutrients. Your digestive system is having time to rest. Your cells are cleaning up toxins in your body um, and it's repairing and rejuvenating your cells so they can actually be as healthy as possible. So I think they're the main things you need to know about cleansing. Um, and it is something that, I, you know, you should probably do every season, you know, every month, just give your body that rest. Um, and once you've given it that rest, especially the digestive system, when you go back to eating, you've got a whole new outlook on, on food and you might've found this Haley as well. Obviously you've yeah. got a beautiful mindset when it comes to eating healthy, but it changes the way you think that when it comes to food, where you realize you probably were over consuming your body actually doesn't need as much as what we're putting in there every single day. Um, you look at foods differently. You want to eat whole foods, you lose those sugar cravings. So it, it's a bit of a reset mentally as well, which I quite love about it. And it's, I like to start clients off on that sort of journey first, because it, then they come in with the right attitude as to changing their diet. They're like, Oh, I don't need sugars. Oh, yeah. I don't need any of that. So absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's really good to put your, yeah, your mindset back in check again. Cause I remember afterwards I did the five day one, Oh, day two and three. Remember it was quite challenging because you're just so used to eating all the time. And I realized then it was a very big wake up call of, yes, I, sometimes you do over consume and yes, you're still having those healthy, you know, alternatives to sugar, but you're still having a lot of it. And you know, the coffee consumption and things like that, it really does put you put things into perspective and like, I can actually go without coffee. I can go without the sugary, you know, treats, even if they're healthy. It is, it's such a beautiful experience. They say it's like a, a spiritual experience as well, doing a juice cleanse. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it does. It's it's very mental, and even mm. like just with the coffee, I love to mention this one to people. So like, you know, I I enjoy coffee for the flavor, and sometimes I need that kick. But when I'm not feeling like I need to reach for a coffee, it's having B vitamins, and B vitamins are found, like we said, in your greens. Mm. So when you're having, you notice for those five days, you're having your green juices in the morning, you realize that your energy is being kicked with those B vitamins rather than coffee. Uh, coffee. coffee. <laughs> um, so instead of needing that coffee, you're having those B vitamins. So that's that reset as well. You're kind of like, oh, I don't actually need that, that toxin in my body um, five times a day, maybe I'll just have the one, but I'll have my greens as well, which are going to help me give that, give me that boost too. So mm. it is mental and definitely day two and three are definitely the most challenging. I can agree with you there. Um, it's that because that's when your body starts really detoxing and actually going into that. I'm using your fats as energy and it just switches the way that it functions as well. So that's, mm. it's, um, people worry that, it, that something's wrong, but it actually isn't. It's, um, it's actually the way your body's meant to react. Mm. I remember I, yeah, day two and three, I had lots of like little naps and I just did some meditation and didn't really exercise. I was just, you know, stretching and doing yoga and, um, oh. you know, just very, very calming things and not, not too full on. Um, and yeah, it was so, it was so good. I loved it. I'm going to do another one soon, actually. because it, it cleared up a, a bit of inflammation in my gut at the time. And that's why I did it. What would you recommend? I know you just said every season or every month. Um, what, how many days is like a optimal time? to aim for something like that? 
Um, look, three days is great. I always say five because I think once, and I know, sorry, once you get past those three days, one, it does get a little bit easier too, but that's when your body fully kicks into that ketosis and kind mm. of real detoxification um, as such. Um, and that's when, um, again, I was listening to a podcast from, um, from a guy that I love his, um, his concepts on fasting. And he was talking about when you get past that 72 hours, that's when your body does the most healing work and your cells become rejuvenated and start utilizing those nutrients at the extreme, um, and the most beneficial points. So I think getting past those 72 hours is always, and going for a little bit longer to actually utilize that fasting state is, is most beneficial. So I would say if you want to do it properly, do the five days. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Wow. Um, Okay. I think we've covered almost everything, Jacinta. Is there something that I'm missing? I know that we, I've got a note down that we're going to talk about intuitive eating. I think you covered that a little bit at the start, how just really listening to your body. It's probably a good way to actually end this episode actually is just, you know, going right, stripping things back and just really listening to your body. Um, yeah. Cause that's what a lot of things, you know, that's what you preach, isn't it? Like intuitive eating. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's just listening to your cues like when you are feeling hungry how you're feeling in the morning what reacts well what doesn't react well with your body and if you know you're eating something you're like oh i get bloated and ibs from that realistically looking at that food and going well was i stressed was i on the run was i mm. um you know looking at the environment as well and not always blaming the foods um i think that's a really good one as well but when it comes to intuitive eating like um you know if i'm feeling a little bit run down I know that, you know, some people, they lose their, they lose wanting to eat, but intuitively going, no, my body needs protein to create those immune cells. I, I know I need some more vitamin C. So just um, listening to how you're feeling and then choosing the right foods, I guess. And that's all through education as well and reading and listening to podcasts and, you know, listening to things and looking at Instagrams with people who've got valid information. You know, if you're feeling not, you're not waking up with energy in the morning, you know, you're lacking your B vitamins. So let's eat more mm. greens. Let's have a greens powder. You know, let's maybe have those sugars with some protein to get my energy levels up. So intuitively listening to those cues your body can tell you so much um yeah. and then it's even the cues the bad cues Haley, that you're talking about so say you have some refined or sugary foods and you have that energy then you feel like crap mm. like that's that's your cue to say no that's not supporting my body why did i do that you know mm. um and i think that's don't punish yourself but just go you know i'm not going to do that next time so instead of having the pastry you know what i'm going to go have a beautiful piece of sourdough and maybe you know some um nut butter and a little bit of jam on it to get that sugar sort of craving out or you know um but it's the healthier option and you know that's going to sustain you so um yeah it's just about swaps and listening to how your body's feeling throughout the day and just knowing how to how to eat for that time. And like we said, like going into your menstrual cycle, the same thing, you know, mm. you know, you're going to be craving carbs. What am I going to be eating? I know I'm going to want that. This is what I'm going to eat instead. Yeah, that's right. And be prepared knowing it's coming up. Um, actually, you just reminded me, I know it's a little bit kind of doesn't flow with what we're talking about right now, but you were mentioning yeah. nut butters and um, I, I've, I haven't eaten peanut butter in a long time because it just didn't agree with my body. When you say nut butters, can you clarify the ones that you like people to steer towards? And can we talk peanut butter? Because I know a lot of people can't actually digest that and it creates a lot of inflammation and bloating in their tummy. Yeah. So, so the main key with peanut butter, peanuts are a legume, legume, beans, lentils. So we're talking about that side of things. So they are from that 
group. Um, they are more gas producing um, and that sort of IBS producing as well. So that's probably the reason why people are struggling or because of the high fat content as well. Mm. So a lot of our bodies, you know, um, can't, a lot of people I see these days can't digest fats as well. Um, and that's just about eating enough bitter foods to get your bile going. So that's a whole another story, but it could be the fats or the fact that it is a part of the legume family with peanut butter. When I talk nut butters, I prefer nut butters for people over having whole nuts because whole nuts take a lot to digest mm-hmm. um, and they do create a lot of inflammation if they're not digested properly. However, if you're having nut butters, they're already broken down. So your body can digest them more easily and you're getting all those health benefits from them. So, but the key is here to buy nut butters that literally are just the nuts ground with no additives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very easy to find these days, um, but you just need to read the packets I think they're also a great idea in the sense that, you know, you've got your almond butter, your macadamia, ABC, you've got these really great mixes to give beautiful flavors, but every single nut has different vitamins and minerals. So by having that, a mixed nut butter, you're getting all this whole array of nutrients mm. as well. So it's, um, it's a really good way to eat nuts without just having a plain boring handful of nuts. Cause people do complain about that too. They're like, or they'll do it just because, oh, I know I've got to eat a handful of nuts because it's on my diet plan. Mm. Well, maybe chop up some apples and have it with a nut butter. It just changes your mentality. It sounds a little bit more exciting as well. So, mm. um, but yeah, just look for the ones that don't have added sugars, etc., in them as well. That's the key there. So yeah. yeah, but peanut butter, I would, in- I mean, you can try and introduce it slowly and just see how your gut reacts. Um, but I feel these days, like you literally, even people who can't have nuts, I've seen, um, butters that are made out of like um, watermelon seed and pumpkin seed. And they still have that same kind of concept, but they don't, they're not nuts. So if anyone has allergies, there are alternatives for you as well. Yeah. I saw those the other day in the health food store, actually, when I was getting my nut butter. Yeah. There was a heap of different, different ones. It was, um, yeah, it was really nice to see. Is there anything that I I have missed and we haven't covered Jacinta? I know we've been chatting for about an hour, I think. So it's been a big chat. No, it's, it's been so much fun. Um, I think we did cover everything to be honest. And I mean, there's so many topics we can go into, but, um, Mm. they're sort of what I know you wanted to cover for now. So yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely have to get you back on. Cause I know you just, you're just a wealth of knowledge and you, you're, like I said, you've got that such beautiful soul. Um, how can we reach out to you? How can we find you, your Instagram, your website? How can we get, how can we follow you? Thanks. Um, so my Instagram is plantrition by Jacinta. So um, it's a play on words, everyone. It's plants with nutrition. So I put it in one word. So I love plant- it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Plantrition by Jacinta on Instagram and plantrition.com.au is my website. You can book through there as well. Um, and it has information on what I, who I work with, what I sort of um, can treat illness-wise as well, a little bit about me um, and how my consultations work. So you can book through the website or even if you wanted to reach out over Instagram. Hayley and I were chatting about how we love getting back to our DMs because it's really nice to hear from people and have questions. So you can always even direct message me over Instagram as well. So mm. they're my two, my two little sources there. And it, it gives you a good idea by um, having a look at those, what I'm about. And, um, and how I work as a nutritionist as such too. Mm, yeah. And seeing if you're going to be a good fit for each other. I, um, exactly. yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much. You have provided us with so much information and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I can't wait to get you back on. I'm already thinking about other topics. We can get you back on to chat about. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Well, I promised and she delivered on that gorgeous soul. She brings such a wealth of knowledge and I hope you really got a lot out of today's episode. I know I did. Like I walked away thinking, wow, that is going to serve you guys so, so much. And I really only invite people that have such a beautiful energy and soul onto the show. Very, very selective for that reason. Like if you're going to flick onto a podcast, you want it to be great. You want to walk away feeling uplifted and you just want to radiate their energy that you get. So I really hope that you pick up on her, her energy today. And like she said, go and check her out on her Instagram account, jump over onto her website, or if you want to work with her, reach out and do that. Uh, you will feel radiantly healthy from doing that that's for sure another way to feel radiantly healthy is to jump into my 10-week naturally well program all online and self-paced it is we dive into everything holistic health as well uh, while we talk about some of the topics that we covered off today we get into the nitty-gritty of you your mindset your mental health emotional health environment everything we dive in deep I create I took months and months and months to create this program could not be more proud of it like I said the 10-week naturally well program could be your calling today after you're feeling all the feels after that chat so head over to my website Haley Moore so that's h-a-y-l-e-y-m-o-r dot com forward slash store or you could just jump in or you could just click on the button work with me and it will take you into the store you can read about everything there um, about the program and about what I do and what I share and what I create and the energy I like to give off and help you reach abundance in your health i am going to leave it there if you feel very generous today i freaking love a good review on itunes scroll down to the bottom of your playlist and hit write a review it takes a couple of seconds but it means the absolute world and it means more eyes and ears can get into this podcast which is what this is all about um, it might only take a couple of seconds for you but it honestly makes my day and i'd freaking freaking love it um, and remember to jump over onto the post on Instagram uh, talking about this episode to share your learnings or slide into my DMs and share your learnings with me. I love chatting uh, to you um, on a personal basis and I always write back to everything and yeah, continue the conversation there. So sending you so much love and so much light. Mwah! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.